Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in to the Lifestyles Medicine podcast. This is Daniel Cho, Managing Director of Pathways to Wholeness Lifestyle Medicine, and I'm here with Dr. George Cho, our Medical Director. And uh, in this episode, we're continuing our series on weight loss, uh, a lifestyle medicine approach to weight loss. And specifically, we're going to focus on exercise and its role in weight loss, and then finish off the episode by looking at uh, lessons on how to keep the weight off. So for starters, let's first talk about uh, this debate that some people call fork versus feet. So basically the debate is, what's more important for uh, weight loss and obesity? Is it what you eat or is it uh, your exercise? What is more important for weight loss? So what are your thoughts? What's more important? Well, I think the uh, saying goes that you can never outrun a bad diet. So I think when you look at the scientific evidence, it seems to suggest that the most important aspect, if we were to compare the two, would be your diet. Mm. Um, and then exercise seems to be very important in terms of keeping the weight that you've lost and keeping it off. So, um, so if I were to choose one or the other, it would be diet for initial weight loss. But of course, the two have to come to go together. So mm-hmm. uh, sometimes, you know, we pit this aspect of health against that aspect of health. And, but it's really the, both of them are necessary for, for effective weight loss. Yeah, I think that's right. I think both are really important. And at least from what I've heard and read, it seems like in the, um, the, in the obesity space, the most experts uh, and professionals agree that your diet is probably what's most important. For sure. But, you know, the question sometimes is necessary because I've met people who want to lose weight. And instead of adjusting the diet, they actually spend a lot of time working out. I've actually seen mm. patients do this. Right. And really, they're, um, they're working against their own interests in doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, uh, dietary change is an absolute must. And, and I refer our listeners to the first two talks in this little series we have going on weight loss to learn tips on how to effectively manage the diet to uh, lose weight. Great, so let's dive in here. Um, So what are the current physical activity guidelines and are they different for weight loss? Yeah, so uh, that's a great question. Uh, The Canadian Canadian physical activity guidelines right now recommends about 150 minutes per week of aerobic physical activity. Um, And, but there seems to be studies that suggest that for weight loss, that it is more effective if you do if you go beyond just the uh, recommended guidelines. So any type of activity would be great, and more people need to be doing that. And we definitely need more people to be meeting the physical activity guidelines of 150 minutes of moderate to vigorous aerobic activity uh, every single week. But there are studies that shows that going beyond the 150 minutes is actually more effective. And it seems like even for long-term weight loss that even going up to 250 minutes per week of aerobic activity is actually the most effective. So when we talk about being talk about effectiveness, initially beyond 150 minutes will give you probably the better results, the best results. And for longer term, uh, we look at 250 minutes per week. So to make it simple, that comes out to something like this. For initial weight loss, approximately 25 minutes per day for maybe six days a week Mm. and then for longer term you're looking at 
up to 40 minutes of aerobic physical activity per day for six days per week. So uh, it's, it's a little bit more than the physical activity guidelines uh, recommend. And that's aerobic exercise. So 25 minutes per day for six days is aerobic exercise? That's right, aerobic okay. exercise. The uh, guideline says uh, two days of strengthening exercises, so weight training and things like that. So this is on top of the, the, uh, the 150 minutes. So for weight loss, is aerobic exercise the key? Because uh, you know, I know people who they want to lose weight. I think this is especially guys. They want to lose weight and they go to the gym, but then they just they don't really like running on the treadmill, for instance. So they and they just you know they just pump weights. Uh, is that effective? Like, you know, uh, you know, lifting weights uh, helps you build muscle mass and it burns calories. But you know, the American College College of Sports Medicine they have a position paper on physical activity and weight loss mm. and in that position paper they strongly recommend aerobic physical activity as mm. really the main modality to use and for our listeners the american college of sports medicine is one of the leading uh, scientific bodies for exercise research on the planet and so they're recommending aerobic physical activity and I, i'm glad you brought that up daniel because there's a lot of people who seem to right now kind of uh, shy away from aerobic physical activity even from people who seem to be well informed they say oh you have to do resistance training there's no point in running and things like that but i don't really think that that holds up to scrutiny does it mean that we have to run marathons and things like that no absolutely not does it mean that we should stop lifting weights no absolutely not but to neglect phys- uh, to neglect aerobic activities uh, when you try to lose weight uh, that seems less than optimal uh, so when you say 25 minutes, 40 minutes of aerobic, this is moderate to vigorous. So what is moderate to vigorous? Help us understand. Is that Moderate is, um, it gets the uh, heart rate going up and okay. makes you sweat a little bit. Vigorous is uh, you're kind of out of breath at the end of it and then you're sweating a lot. Mm. So that's very, uh, that's a rough way to kind of put it. So like brisk walking might be moderate for many people, uh, but jogging would be considered uh, vigorous okay. if you go for a 25 minute jog you'd hope that you're you'd be you'd be quite tired at, at the end of that right mm-hmm. and you're definitely going to be sweating so that'd be considered vigorous uh, biking is actually considered uh light to moderate actually uh, depending oh, okay. i guess depending on the terrain but mm-hmm. you know biking is a little bit easier right so mm-hmm. that's actually light to moderate depending on how fast you're going how vigorous it is but uh brisk walking would be um would be uh, moderate brisk walking okay yeah so uh, we might be uh, wading into some controversial terrain here with this question but i hear oftentimes people say the best way best exercise for weight loss is just walking it's kind of like a, a stroll would you agree with that it kind of seems to contradict or be contrary to what you're saying in terms of moderate versus vigorous yeah, a lot of people say, you know, walking is the best exercise. You know, maybe some for some people, but uh, definitely if you're just taking a stroll 30 minutes every day, I mean, that's that's great, right? Mm-hmm. Less okay. sedentary time is awesome. Sure. But when we talk, when we talk about weight loss, it uh, doesn't seem like it's going to cut it. Uh, and when we talk about meeting the physical activity guidelines, you want to be at least doing a very brisk power type of walking. Okay. Yeah. Now, would you say that that light walking is a good starting point for sure for yeah, sure yeah, okay. yeah light walking uh any activity really is a good starting point mm. you know getting people into just habit of 
getting the into mindset of exercising, that's important. But okay. you know, you want to get up to the to the uh, meet up meet the guidelines at least, and maybe a little bit beyond that. So let's uh, let's talk about now. You know, we've talked about what to eat, um, how to eat for weight loss. We've now talked briefly about uh, physical activity. So now let's talk about how to keep the weight off. So how to sustain the achievements that we've uh, that we've attained. So what do researchers know about you know keeping the weight off? Yeah, that's an excellent question. Um, and you know, so many people they they struggle in this area. This is the big question. This right? is, this is the million question. dollar question. Of course, yes. Yeah. You know, it, it could be said that it might be, uh, you could say that it's easy to lose the weight, but it's definitely very hard to keep it off, mm-hmm. right? We met so many people, and our listeners probably have met so many people who've lost weight, but they've lost it many times only to gain it back again. So, you know, um, we had to look at the science, and, you know, there's something called the National Weight Control Registry. Okay. And this is a, this is a registry of, thousands of individuals who've lost at least 30 or more pounds and who've maintained that weight loss for at least one year mm, okay so these are we people we call weight loss champions these are people who we consider successful weight losers right and when they looked at these people um they they found some very common characteristics amongst these people which seems to uh, help these people keep the weight off and so a few of them are, first, uh, during the weight loss program that they adopt, they lose as much weight as possible, right? So it seems like the more weight you lose during the program, uh, the easier it is to then keep the weight off. Mm. A second is they stay physically active. And this is really important because you can't just... Uh, exercise to lose the weight but then stop it once you've attained the weight that you want it seems like these individuals who are successful at keeping the weight off they stay physically active so i think that'd be something i'd really encourage people to do if you're considering weight loss if you have a friend or loved one who's trying to lose weight get them to uh, start exercising and then help them to see that physical activity is going to be a part of their lifestyle until the day of their death pretty much you know uh, it has to be part of their lifestyle not just part of some temporary program and that's what lifestyle medicine is all about that's right yes yeah. yes uh, it has to be become your lifestyle yeah and then very this is a very interesting one number three is they they had they hit the two-year mark so it seems like when these individuals when they're able to keep the weight off for two years that after that point it becomes easier mm. you know uh, so uh, keeping the weight off at least two years, it seems like that is like kind of the point where after that it's going to become easier to keep the weight off. And point number four is very important, is to keep on the diet. So these individuals, uh, they're not doing crash diets. Yeah. They're not doing just temporary diets. They've, they stay on that diet, mm-hmm. right? And that leads to the next point, which is they, don't, they keep on practicing restraint and self-control. Mm-hmm. So they don't do uh, cheat days, and I'm I've reached my goal now. Now let's eat whatever, mm-hmm. right? They maintain self control. They uh, they're strict. They don't indulge, and they stay on the diet. Now, Daniel, this has huge implications because these individuals, if they're staying on their diet, then clearly their diet plan wasn't some gimmick diet. 
Right. Right. The stuff that we talked about in the first part of this little series that we're doing on weight loss, the fad diets, yeah. right? Because clearly these diets are not sustainable, right? So I think people have to uh, find a diet that they can maintain for the rest of their life, right? And I think we talked about that in our in the second part of this series on what to eat for weight loss. Mm-hmm. I think we believe it's a whole foods, plant-based diet and so forth. So uh, go on a diet that you can maintain for life, stay on it, and also continue to uh, practice self-control and restraint. Uh, and you know, another point is they found that these individuals, they stay on a low-fat diet. Mm. Yeah, they they uh they don't eat a lot of dietary fat, which is something we talked about before, right? And when you adopt a whole foods plant based diet, that's generally lower in fat, right? So and it seems like people from the weight control registry here, they these successful weight losers, they they uh, practice at least some type of lower dietary fat, mm. which goes contrary to this whole paleo and ketogenic fad that's going around, right? And uh, and the last one is very interesting. They weigh themselves several times a week. Mm-hmm. So some people, they want to stay away from the uh, weight scale because they're, they're afraid of what it's going to say or they feel bad or something like that, right? But no, they, these individuals, they actually weigh themselves. And, you know, that has a psychological effect. They, it helps them to uh, keep track. It helps them to keep accountable, you know, when they see the weight scale because the weight scale doesn't lie. You know, too many of our patients in clinic, I tell them, you know, the weight scale is actually your friend because it doesn't have any bias against you. It's just telling you the facts without mm-hmm. any judgment, mm-hmm. right? It just, it just tells you what tells you as it is. And so it's your friend. And so these individuals, they actually weigh themselves several times a week. And, you know, there are studies, they actually studied whether weighing yourself daily and several times a week, whether that would actually have a negative impact on your psychology. So whether that would make you depressed, anxious and so forth they, they actually found that that's actually not the case mm. so i would encourage people to follow those few things lose as much weight as possible stay physically active make physical activity a part of your lifestyle um keep on the diet practice self-control self-control is going to be a part of your life lower fat type of diet weigh yourself regularly and try to hit that two-year mark the thing about weighing yourself several times a day is very interesting to me because I know in um, the area where I've did my um, work in public health, they talk a lot about weight stigma, and they, like you're saying, they they feel that you know the weight is like a bad thing, it's, it's stigmatizing, and but you know when it really comes down to the individual level, um and you're going through a program, it seems to me that it makes sense that it would be important to continue monitoring yourself and your progress. I mean, if maybe weighing kids in school and stuff like that, you know, there could be a debate about that. It might not be the best thing, but at the individual level, when you're going through a a bariatric program, it seems really important. Yeah, you take all sorts of measurements for all different types of conditions, right? blood sugar, uh, whatever, right? And so the same with weight. Uh, You have to maintain monitor that continuously mm-hmm. yeah yeah the scale is not like a bad word sometimes no, i feel when you listen to people they're like oh the weight scale is bad it's it's almost like uh you know you can't use images weight scales and all this thing but um yeah, when you're going through it it's actually your friend like you're saying yes it, i would see that the same way as saying that um taking your blood sugars is bad no it's not the glucometer is not bad it's just there to tell you what 
the what your blood sugar is. Right. Right. So the mm. weight scale it has no feelings. You know, it has no bias. It's there to just tell you what the truth is, right. and that's very important. You know, we need to know what the truth is, right. right? And we need to know whether we're progressing. That's a very, that's a huge motivator as well when we see that we're progressing, right? right? So, um, I think that's a, that's a little bit um, misguided to say that the weight scale is bad to um, shy away from it. I think no to we, demonize it to demonize it. No, yeah. we need to be weighing ourselves. Yes. So let's quickly recap here. So. In our uh, three episodes so far, we've talked about a few things. So number one, it's really important to eat a whole foods, plant-based diet. Um, it also looks like uh, eating a big breakfast, uh, a lunch, and is uh, ideal. So two meals a day, if needed, a very very small evening snack. Let's say it's good to space meals, maybe five to six hours apart. So s- uh, some sort of intermittent fasting, I would say. Right. That's right. Yep. Uh, and we're looking at uh, 150 plus minutes of uh, uh, per week of aerobic physical activity, and uh, the principles that we just talked about for uh, like the giving, adopting a lifestyle to keep off the weight, which is really at the core of what lifestyle medicine is all about. So, anything else you want to add? No, I um, I think these are all great principles that we discussed. And I think maybe the last thing I'll tell our, our listeners is that, you know, weight loss is a journey. Uh, what I tell people is that for many people, it took months and most likely years to gain the weight, right? And because you adopt a certain lifestyle that's promoted that in most cases. And so in order to get back to a more healthier weight, it's going to be a process mm-hmm. and you have to go with the process. There might be some days where you f- you felt weak you felt weak and you yielded to some type of indulgence or you kind of got off the track but that's okay because there's always tomorrow and the next week and so forth so uh, it's gonna be a battle but I think the direction of the, the direction that you're going is really important not just one failure one success then another failure letting these little things distract you or take you down that's not really the healthiest way to do it it's it's your direction Great. So uh, in our next episode, we'll be joined by an individual who went on a weight loss journey and who adopted many of the principles that we discuss here. So he'll be sharing with us his journey and and how uh, adopting the principles of lifestyle medicine really helped him to uh, lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. So we hope you'll tune in for that. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. As always, please uh, leave us a review or a comment on Apple Podcast. And please do share uh, this episode and the podcast with any friends or family you think could benefit from lifestyle medicine. So you've been listening to the Lifestyles Medicine Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. See you next time.